this town And every summer the folks come around Winters get hard But I've been busy since the 5th of May Back at it, Tony. Hey, that's two That's two in a week, man. It's two in a week. That's a record. We did say we were going to start churning them out, though. Yeah, now that you are unemployed. Right. Two times in a month. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. Right. Go ahead. What you got for sponsors? All right. I uh, want to thank Carolina Motor Works and Gary Simrel. Uh, also, main sponsor, been there the whole time. Huge sponsor, Hospitality Heating there, Gene and Gina Lucas. Uh, can't even talk about how much they do for us on a continual basis so try and look them up if you need any heating and air needs haven miller state farm insurance down on east main and rock hill spikes fresh pork skins and boiled peanuts um those are our sponsors welcome to episode 15 bars in the beard we have hayden tedder in the studio i guess we'll call it a studio we back in what we got as a studio yeah before so. we get into that too i want to I mention that's chase Kello again uh that's a local song off of a local artist off of his uh sad songs and uh duets album his latest album it's actually out in vinyl now so you can pick it up that is titled myrtle beach check it out hayden what's going on man what's happening man it's been a while I, since i've seen you uh i've known you for a long time um uh, what we're doing here today is to talk about an event you got coming up. I'll let you explain that. But looking at what the event is and what you do with that event and what you've done for like the past several years, it's no surprise to me whatsoever. Ever since I've known you when you were younger, and I was younger, of course, but you were younger, you've never had, like you have been full tilt, unaware of consequences as far as physical damage, just no 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 regard for for your own personal safety like i can remember uh the uh the story about the zip line coming from the trees into the pool that dude like nobody i would have i did some stuff when i was a kid but i never would have went to the hardware store and bought a zip line to make a zip line to go into the pool and you and your brother did that all the time but i still feel like you had a little bit more dare in you than he did like you you were funny. So going into what you're doing and what you've been doing, I want to get into the stories about when you started and all that. But tell me about your event coming up. Uh man, so August sixth, uh, we're having a bull riding, live music to follow right after. Uh, J C Riley out of Clover, he's going to come throw down on the guitar, play us some tunes, all of that. We're going to have some of the best bull riders in the southeast. A lot of people that I've made connections with throughout my career and just traveling up and down the road a lot of those guys they're still going at it and you know it's like my goal has been to build an event that is it's good for the spectators but it's also beneficial for the riders because like you said man you you take a toll on your body you you know you're you're going up and down the road you're you're gambling with your life so if you're going to do it it needs to be worth some money it needs to be worth something so we're putting eight hundred dollars added money in on top of the riders entry fees and then a buckle for the winner to take home and then from the fan side of things that's why i want the bigger money i want the good guys there i want a good show i want to have the music after a good time you know? right well there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement leading up to it because i'm already getting messages from uh people saying remind me about this i want to go to this make sure you remind me which some of the people that are messaging <coughs> stacy reese right. i can remind her so she's Till the day of, and she'll still. That's it. also the night of my retirement, so some of those people will have a conflict. <laughs> sure, they will. Well, How many I retirement gotta, parties are you gonna have? No, this is the only party. This is the only party. The other thing was that the city did. 
and a, a lot of those people that were there ain't coming to this one. Well, I get to see you more often than not, so if I'm not there, you understand why. Okay. <laughs> you, need to, you need to mess around and not be there. That's what you need to do. Um, so when, how old were you when you, when you said, hey, I want to ride bulls? Uh, so I was probably 12 years old when I first said, I want to ride. Actually, we sat down. We used to watch the PBR on TV, and at that time, Chris Shivers was my idol. Little Yellow Jacket was the big bull at that time, and I remember he had the chance to ride Little Yellow Jacket for a million dollars, and it just 12 years old. Man, that's a superstar. You know, that's Superman wearing the cape. Like, there's nothing bigger. So we seen that, and uh, then we watched the movie Eight Seconds, and that Classic. was it. Like, we're doing this, you know. Right. At that point, it's my brother and I, both of us. Uh, we go on eBay. We start ordering stuff to do it with. You, you know, we know we need a vest. We know we need spurs, this and that. Well, Jake got his stuff in, my brother, and uh, he ended up going to a guy's house down towards Blacksburg, I believe. And he got on, he rode a couple, you know, and I got my stuff in finally, and my parents were like, not happening. Put that <laughs> up. So got left in the closet for a couple years. Finally, when I turned 14, uh, I think I laid out of baseball training one day at Rock Hill High, and Jake took me up to Concord, signed my waiver for me, and uh, <laughs> I got on. And at that point, it was just like – it was like the same scenario as skydiving. You know, it was, I don't really know what this is going to come to be in my life, but it looks cool. It looks fun, and I'm an adrenaline junkie, so let's try. Yes, you, know? you are. <laughs> and uh, so that first time, man, I remember coming home that night, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I love this. Like, it's it consumed me immediately. There was no, like – pause no hesitation I was like this is it I love it so ever since then it's just been wide open uh, my parents finally come to grips like he's gonna do it you know let's do it the right way and support him and so ever since then you know my my dad and I jump in the truck take off go uh, drove up to Love Valley started going to high school rodeos all of that and then was still kind of going with Jake going to these practice pens and growing and building a better foundation we didn't neither one of us had somebody to show us the way like you know you're you're young man you're learning you need to get on this level of bulls don't be getting on these nobody showed us that so a like, lot of that stuff second third generation people so a lot of those guys coming up have that early start and a, and a better jump on it absolutely and we had no guidance we right. had nothing we just knew that it gave us an adrenaline rush, and it was fun, and we wanted to keep doing it. But how much guidance have you had on anything that you've ever done? <laughs> Not a lot. I usually figure it out as a yeah. <laughs> Um, I think when you talk about your parents, too, like they've always been the type, and I've known them for a while, they've always been the type to where they've been very supportive, whether it be you and your sister or your brother. Um, so to be so young, that's got to be – that's got to be important, right? Because they could, I mean, if they wanted to, they could have just been like, no, I mean, this, you probably would have figured out a way to do it. But it's got to feel better going into something knowing you have that full support. Absolutely, man. And I understand, especially as I'm getting older, like what kind of mom or dad wants to sit there and watch their kid get his head stomped on, you know? Right. Like nobody wants to see that. So just, I have a couple of times where I've wanted to watch. <laughs> There's been a couple of times I wanted to watch my son get his head stomped on, but that's not all the time, but. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, how do you support that? You know, like, you, you want to support your kid, but how do you support them in something that you know is going to take that toll on them? So I understand, and it ended up all coming together. It worked out, you know, and 
I, I never did get to the point. I always told my parents after I got to the age where I was really driving and going up and down the road by myself, I said, y'all just stay at home. I'll call you and let you know how I did. Because I, I always felt like if they were there and they were nervous and stuff, I kind of picked up on that. And you probably rode diff- you probably rode different when your mom was there too. Yeah, you know, your, everything would be everything would be different with your mom, and maybe not your dad as much. But you're also your dad doesn't want to be there, your mom not there. So it's kind of one of those things to where. And when you're doing that, you probably can't. That's not the time to be reserved or worrying about somebody watching you when you're doing what you're doing. You know, that's not the time to be focused on anything but what you're sitting on. Especially that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tunnel vision, you know, and you've got to, you've got to go in. You know, you've got some of the nicest guys. I think I'm a pretty nice fella, you know, but once you crawl off in the buck and shoot, I mean, you're, you're at battle with the 2,000-pound animal, so you've got to be the equivalent if you yeah, want him to win and our, that battle. We understand what we we're married, so we know <laughs> we know what crawling in the buck and shoot is. You know what I'm saying? We do what we do is way more dangerous than bull riding. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's about a that, battle zone for sure. Emotionally for sure. Yeah. Right, right. Maybe right. not physically. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it can be, yeah. Um so you get on your first bull. I know you have like a lot of people don't understand it unless you, like you said, generational. Um, a lot of people don't understand um, the importance of high school rodeo around here. Um, whether it be, I mean, I know families that have, there's certain families around this area, uh, whether it be out, you know, towards Porter Road, you know, around that area. Um, they've been in it forever. They've stayed in it. Their kids are in it now. Um, did you know anything about high school rodeo, or or did you feel like you had to go through had to go through like the high school rodeo route to get to where you wanted to go? Did you know anything about it before you started wanting to ride a bull? Because it's not very people don't know about it. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know about high school rodeo that you can go to college geographically, yeah. like Midwest yeah, and this, all out there. It's a high school sport. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Same thing as tennis or basketball or football or anything else. Right. Most people know about the 4-H. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They know about the FFA. Nobody knows about high school rodeo. All they know around here is Ed Brown. That's right. But even, that's even it. Not, but, I mean, that's not a knock on Ed Brown. I mean, that's a that's huge right. thing. I, you know what I mean? But nobody knows about high school rodeo. But most of the people that we both know that see rodeo, you still think barrel racing. You still think that kind of maybe some roping, some calf thing or something like that, but you don't see, like, around here, the bull riding. Right. You know, especially when that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Do they have have uh, bull riding in high school rodeo, or mm-hmm. is it just, oh, really? Yeah. Where's the closest high school that has rodeo? So the way that the high school rodeo works in South Carolina, like, you're not, uh, you know, at Rock Hill High, you don't have a group of 10 bull you. riders. I got so. you. Basically, you know, I would go to school. Uh, I paid my membership dues to high school rodeo. I would go to school, and just the same way the football team gets to leave early Travel, and all that, you go. I'd take my slip and say, hey, I'm you. leaving early to go to a bull riding, you know, see you later. I got and, you. Uh, a lot of them were down like Chesterfield, MACB, Ruby. You know, they. I, I don't think – I think probably Ruby was the closest one up this way, you know. Right. But so even if your school had no team or if there could be one guy at the school, but you could participate in high school rodeo as long as you were a high school student and your school would support it. Yeah, and that, okay. that was me. I was that one guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's wild, too. That's interesting. You wouldn't have known that. You would no. have thought that you, you'd think it would be like some other sanctioned sports where your school has to have it. So that's pretty good. 
do you see as far as like with high school rodeo, do you see this is going to – I thought about this recently um, just because things are trendy, right? Um, do you see an uptick or can you see a possible uptick in kids or people wanting to do that because of your Yellowstones? Because You know what I mean? Because I made a joke the other day about how, you know, all of a sudden with the whole Yellowstone thing, great show, but you have a lot of people now that think they're James Dutton. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And – there's more people think they're ripped than they think they're James. Either Dutton. way, they're right. they're they're. My whole post was they're thinking they're that, but they're actually Jed Clampett because I do think there's a difference between country and western, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of people that's country as hell, but I mean they ain't they ain't you know raising cattle on six thousand acres either. You know right. what I mean? I've seen more cowboy hats. Like I have a cowboy hat. I don't wear it unless it's I need to wear it to some a function. Like I probably that's even wear worse. It. That's even worse than anything. I don't care. That's the that's the epitome of posing, isn't it? Right? <laughs> no, I'm not going. Yeah, he's he's laughing. No, like what he I'm knows saying I'm is, right. what I'm saying is, I can't wear it to unload a trailer at work. You know then what I'm you saying? shouldn't wear it ever. Then you shouldn't even wear it to an no, event. No, I don't give a shit what you say. I'm no, going to wear it where I want to wear it. No, I, it's my that's money. Even worse. I don't care. All right, we'll I talk do about not that care. Later, Hayden. We'll I don't talk care. about that later. Like, Hayden I don't care. There's nobody that's going to look at me and be like he's a poser. They know I'm not a I'm not a cowboy. I am absolutely not a cowboy. Well, I'm going to wear, dude. I'm coming I bought to the, it at a freaking George Strait concert. I'm coming to the next function. You got that cowboy hat on. I haven't worn it in years. Okay. Last time I wore it was at uh, a George Strait concert. I'm going to buy me a cowboy hat now. Dude, you can't wear a cowboy hat with freaking cargo cutoff shorts. Yes, you can. Oh, see, now he don't care. I said I don't care. Nah, people are going to look at you, man. They're going to they know can't. that's even worse, Tony. No. That's even Not worse. with me. Yes, it is. Not with me. They don't even they make. Go You'd have to have a 15-gallon hat. They go with cargo shorts. You'd have to have a 15-gallon hat. Cowboy hats were made for cargo he will, shorts. He will have his underarm tennis shoes on, underarm tennis shoes on with a cowboy hat. Watch him. Watch, Watch him. In Watch our him. world, we kind of, the guy with the cargo shorts and the cowboy hat, we kind of refer to him like the Kenny Chesney cowboy, right. you know? That's you, bro. But I'm not, first of all, That's you. I'm not buying a cowboy hat. Which he ain't country no more. That song goes another Jimmy Buffett. I don't care what yeah. nobody says. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy a cowboy hat. So They don't make them to fit you. You're crazy. 15-gallon hat, they make those? He's an I'm idiot. Sure hey, don't encourage him. Somewhere. Don't encourage <laughs> him, man. Like he got a noggin on it. Yeah. So... So your event that's coming up, and one of the things that, that Brad talked about earlier, and you, you talked about it, is what a team it is to have gotten you, you know, kind of where you are. So kind of, you know, who is that team? Who is part of this? And what, what's the actual name of your event and your, your kind of thing you're doing? So us, my brand is Rock and Tea, uh, Rock and Tea, Bucking Bulls and Bull Riding Events. Okay. So, that's us. Um, we're four six five one Curitan Ferry Road in Catawba. Um, that show coming up on the sixth, August sixth. It'll be six p.m. and then, you know, we'll roll through the bull riding and then jump into the John letting him play the music, all of that. But as far as putting this together, it takes every single bit of a small army. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think some people get drug into it that really don't want to help out, but it takes everybody absolutely. So we've got like, you know, I've got my family, obviously, my mom, my dad, you know, we two weeks ago, I think all three of us were borderline, my girlfriend, we're all like borderline heat stroke out there digging in this underground to run wire for the lights and stuff. Um, There's a lot of stuff like that. It's covered up. Nobody ever even thinks about it, but we worked our butt off on it. Right. You know, my cousin Ashley, she's behind 
like helping me get these shirts together. Not yeah, Ashley Tedder Denny. Yeah, that's her. Um, and then, you know, like my brother, I mean, getting the lights up and stuff, he come out there, it's a uh, hundred degrees and cooking, you know, we're out there getting at it. So it takes every bit of a small army. You've got friends that, I mean, I could sit here name forever and ever and go on, but at some way, shape or form, they're all pitching in and whether it be for a day or three months prior, it takes everybody, you know? And then, uh, outside of that, man, like. I think to have a bull riding event, any event in particular, you've got to have the fans, you've got to have the participants, and you've got to have the sponsors. So, like, our sponsors, our headline sponsors, J. Robert Hyman uh, with the home team, Alan Tate Real Estate, you know, he's been here ever since I started it and said, hey, man, I like what you're doing. I support it. Let me know. You know, as you continue to grow, we'll be there. We'll be there with you. Count us in. So that's really nice to have. Got some newer sponsors this time. Rogers Graydon, uh, they jumped on board for this one. They've been really good. Um, no hesitation, kind of asked the question. They were there, ready to roll. Uh, all like commercial site prep, sewer line, road base, all of that. Larger track clearing, they do all of that. Uh, Carolina Fresh Farms out off Selenese. David Rector. Yep, David Rector. They jumped in. This is their first time being on board, but same thing. He said, hey, man. I'm with it. You know, that's let's good go. people, man. The rectors are good people. Yeah. They're really and good people. So, I mean, it just no hesitation. These people that are here local, willing to help out, you know, it, you can't ask for much more, but like mulch, soil, feed, retaining wall blocks, anything you need, you can pretty much find over there. I've got another guy, Loki Law Firm, Landon Brock, is down in Charleston, but even him, he's like, man, this is awesome. I support it. You know, injury law, car accidents, whatever it may be, they're there for that. And then K-Bar Soap Company, he was the same way. He said, hey, you know, this is here. He actually was one of the first ones to respond. I've heard he of that. In. Yeah, he's a – so he's – Chris is a, a ex-Marine, a Marine vet, and uh, he pumps a lot back into the veteran community off of their sales and stuff. K-Bar is Marine nice. <laughs> no, I know, but I've heard – not the Marine, but I've heard of that brand. Like, right. I've heard of that. So That's where he came up with K-Bar. It's actual Marine I think we're knife. clear on that. I need to make sure we're <laughs> Crystal. Crystal. What movie? Now, I don't know all your military movies. Few good man. men. I'm a history. We clear dude. Crystal. Crystal. Go ahead, Hayden. Um, but so yeah, I mean, he was you know he was there. He's ready to jump the gun. He was with it, and uh, <clears throat> you also got to respect what he's doing, man. Anybody who is one, you couldn't have any of this. We couldn't be sitting here if you didn't have the guys that serve. You mm -hmm. know, so. You got to have that, just be here and be free. And then on top of that, you got to, if you want to have events and stuff, it's not possible without those guys outside of the company aspect. Right. So, um, Leslie Weldon Fabricating, you know, fleet maintenance, guys with bigger dump truck operations, grading operations, whatever, you know, you got a lot, large fleet going out, on site fleet service. You don't have to bring your vehicles in, they come to you, fab work, building stuff up, heavy equipment repair. And then uh, we've got Sweet uh, Cotton Tees and more. They jumped on board, said, hey, we're with it. T-shirts, cups, banners, all that good stuff, anything print, monogram, all that. You know, they're there. So all this, man, the sponsors, they, they make it possible because it takes a lot of money to put these events yeah. together. But then 
you have the money, you got to have the legwork also. Who's parking cars? Who's running gates? Who's running? Who's loading bulls? Who's the bull logistics fighting? of it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's doing concessions? So I mean, it's literally a small army, you right. know. And uh, there's a million people that I'd be here all day and couldn't name, but everybody out there for sure, they're much appreciated. Yeah, and they know who they are. Absolutely. Because that's why they're in it. Absolutely. Um, what do y'all get the bulls? So I've got some that I raise, and then any time, like, say, you know, we're planning on 20 riders. And say we're planning on X amount, we don't have enough bulls. There's other guys in the area, you know, not really necessarily Rock Hill, but in, you know, upper SC that have bulls, lower NC. So, and usual, a guy producing an event, he's going to have his event, and he's going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Hayden, I need, you know, 15 bulls. Can you bring them so he hosts the event and just contracts that out that's where i'm a little bit different i'm in with the bulls and the producing the show side right. of it so so do you have enough bulls for this show yourself we'll have some of mine and then some of another guys out of page them okay yeah. so this is something else too that when you were talking about um what did you say yellow jacket the bull? yeah little yellow okay yeah so bulls have rankings too absolutely so how does that work so how do you go about raising a bull and then trying to pull the ranking? Because evidently the higher ranking that, of a bull that you own, that benefits you. He said it's yeah. by draw, though. Like if you and me are there, we draw for a bull. No, but I'm just saying, like, how do the <clears throat> bulls get their rankings? Like you got to keep the bulls busy. Right. Right? You've got to put them down the road, and you've got, like you are saying about the draw, that's actually the day of the event. You've right. got the draw for who's riding what bull. Um, but as far as the bulls themselves, they're just like the riders, you know, just like any athlete you're tracking, you know, you, the judges are not just judging the bull riders, they're judging the bull. And, uh, as they're judging the bull they're you know, they're looking at the amount of kick it's got the spin, what, what is it doing? And so the whole way following that bull's career, you've got these stats that are tracking it. You've got probullstats.com. You've got the ABBI, American Buck and Bull Institution, that keeps track of all this, keeps track of the bloodlines. And, you know, that's where you get your ranking from. This bull is this. This bull is this. And you train the bulls just like you said something about an athlete. You train them because it's not like they just sit in the field (laughs) until they come to do it, right? You know what I'm saying? uh, You've got different, you know, different contractors taking to different levels. The guys who've got these bulls who are going to PBR World Finals and stuff, They've got chiropractors for the bulls, masseuse. They're swimming them in exercise pools. They're giving them like the, uh, what's the shock, the TENS machines. I mean, they're really souping them up, you know. But then you've got the guys who kind of do just have them out in the field and like for a local rodeo, they're uh, amateur rodeo. They're good, you right. know, they're good enough. But um, they just don't like people on them. They don't, man. And like, I've, <laughs> I've, you know, my breeding, having the cows, I was up to like 21 cows at one point and watching these babies hit the ground. And you're talking about at, you know, eight hours old, they're running around kicking and bucking. Like, they just, it comes natural. And so, the same way it comes natural to one, if you have one that don't want to buck, there's nothing you can do to make them buck. Right. Like, you know, so. It's got to be there, and a lot of it, that's why they're tracking the bloodlines. You know, hey, little Yellow Jacket, he's a good producer. Let's stick, you know, let's breed to him, and so on like that. Which but, could draw fees that would so be. So whoever great. owned that bull got rich off that bull 
not just only what he did in the rodeos, but breeding him, I'm sure. Absolutely. He's dead, and they're still selling semen straws and all of that off of him. So That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a big business. I'm trying it's, to figure out how we can make money on that. <laughs> yeah. The closest thing to it I'm is like the racehorse. I've got a whole freezer horse. full of it. I just got <laughs> to find customers. So, all right, you get into the bull riding. Uh, we talked about locally how there's not, and you even said it too, like this area is not huge on like your rodeos like the Midwest, right? Mm -hmm. How do you go about staying busy, getting your practice in, finding rodeos? Because you, you had mentioned to me one time like you and a, a bunch of people packed up in a van mm -hmm. and y'all just took off. So tell me about that. Uh, so, man, I've been – as far as me actually riding myself, it's taken me everywhere from South Florida up towards Niagara Falls to California. I mean, I've been everywhere. I went to college in Texas with it. I moved to Texas and lived there for a little bit. It's taken me everywhere, you know, so it's played a huge role in my life and kind of molded me who I am today. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that about bull riding, something that started off so simple, you know, but... To make me the person I am today, it's definitely been a major factor. And, like, the people that you meet, man, I can, you know, we've done a couple cross-country road trips just for vacation. I can be in New Mexico and pick up the phone, say, hey, Dan, what's up, man? Can we crash yeah. at your place tonight? And met him eight years ago in Texas. You know, you, you meet people that become family all over, and it, it sticks and it strings together. So I want to know about the van rides. They're eventful. Because <laughs> y'all were gone for a while, right? Like, y'all just took off in a van. Yeah, we've been. Uh, so, Ben, uh, actually. Not most, everything about it. I'm sure there's some things we just don't need to tell. They'd be filtered, yeah. Right. Um, but we, uh, so, you know, I, I've spent some time in, like, what's called a Capri camper. You, like, slides in the truck bed. It's not, like, a full-on camper, but right. you can sleep in it for sure. Spent some time in that, going around New York, New Jersey, PA, and uh, then just out of my Honda, man. I've traveled everywhere out of my Honda. You know, and people are like, hey, bull riding out of a Honda. Well, a bull rider don't need nothing but a, a rope, a vest, spurs, and right. he's gone. You know, yeah. money for entry fees. So uh, you take that, man, whether you want to call it a van, a Capri camper, a Honda, whatever you want to call it, you put five or six of your buddies in a tight space like that, you take off down the road, and you're all just wide-eyed, wanting to win. One, you're feeding off each other for the competition. Right. Because you don't want to be the guy who falls off and has to get back in that car and hear about it for a 12-hour drive. Right. You know, that's not a good ride at all. And uh, But then the good times that come with it, you know, the the partying and the meeting right. people and the adventures. You, you stop here along the way. Um, one of my favorite, probably, memories to this day, man, it's – we were pretty dumb, but I wouldn't change it. Absolutely not. No. Uh, my buddy Cody Austin and I, we were both going to school at Panola in East, East Texas. And we, uh, you know, it, us two, we kind of clicked. And so we really just traveled, us two, to all the college rodeos and stuff. We had a rodeo in Uvalde, Texas. And so we load up in his Tacoma, head down there. And uh, it was like... I want to say it was every bit of a 10 to 12 hour drive. Like it was a hike, you know, we get down there. And at that point, like we were pretty broke. We were in college and we're sleeping in the front seat of his truck every night down there for three days doing that, you know? And, uh, the first night we're down there, we, uh, 
we decide, you know, play dizzy bat, whatever, and <laughs> drink a little too much. And everybody else is went to bed. And in the, in the rodeo world, there's this guy, he's called the one-armed bandit. He goes around the country with a trailer and his buffaloes. And I think he has a mule that he rides. And, like, he has these buffaloes trained where they'll get on top of his trailer, jump on his truck. Like, they're like circus animals pretty much. Where, you know, it's us two. We're the last of the Mohicans. And we're like, let's go see what these buffaloes are about. <laughs> so we sneak back in the arena, get in there messing with these buffaloes. And, you know, let's see who can get the closest. Let's see who can touch one. Well, finally, uh, one, you know, had enough. And it hooked Cody, took him down. And uh, we didn't realize it until we tried to get in his truck to go to bed that night. Lost his car keys in the process. <laughs> so... You know, lights out, everybody's locked up, people are at hotels, you know, we're the last two. We end up sleeping on the back of this flatbed trailer. Well, let me back up a little bit. Because in the process of him getting hooked by the buffalo, somebody heard the commotion. And so we end up having to run out and jump in the back of the stock trailer that they hauled all the bulls <laughs> and roping steers and stuff in on. And we're hiding in like two foot of cow crap, you know, from these people. Right. They're going around with flashlights and stuff. So, you know, we get out of there, like, man, we, it's time for bed. So right. we crash on this flatbed trailer, sleep outside, and that was the story for, like, the next two or three nights, the whole duration in Uvalde. That morning when it's time to leave and head back to college, we're like, what are we going to do? We still have no car keys. This girl who's on the rodeo team's coming around and asking everybody, hey, I found these keys, you know, three nights ago. Was anybody missing these? They're not from our team, are they? We're like, yeah, we've been sleeping on this trailer. <laughs> we haven't been able to shower. We haven't been able to leave to get food. Yeah, yeah that's our keys, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was eventful and it was fun, man. And it, some of those, like, the most miserable times at the moment, you know, it turned out to be the best stories and best memories. But I think that says a lot too, because I have this this whole saying with me that I tell a lot of the like the athletes that I coach, not big athletes, but just kids, is you um, you have to get at some point if you want to succeed. I think in life you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Exactly. So if you go through life and you're always comfortable, you know your parents are taking care of you. You're always got a warm meal. You always got. I mean that's great, you know, and that's fortunate for people that can do that because a lot of people can't. But it builds a lot of character when you're all of a sudden like, all right, now I got to figure out what I'm going to eat or, you know, how am I going to like the struggle. So, I think that says a lot. Even if even if it was uncomfortable for you at the time, like you can look back on that and be like, I could be destitute and I'm fine. Absolutely. I want to figure out a way. Those are core memories too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to figure out a way to get something done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I slept in the back on the on a flatbed trailer for three nights with no shower. <laughs> You know what I mean? Kids nowadays, I think, man, you give you go two days without a shower. Not young boys because they just don't like them, but they don't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody once once the people that have always been, been around comfort get uncomfortable and they're not able to handle that. I mean, it can go south. Yeah. But once you start to get kind of you're able to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation and kind of thrive in that environment, man, that says a lot. You know. And I think feeding off of that, man, I think that is. What you just said is basically, in a nutshell, why I believe bull riding has shaped my life the way that it has. Because you learn a lot about yourself when you're looking down, you know, about to crawl down on a bull whose neck's as wide as a, you know, 55-gallon drum. You, it'll gut check you. Right. You know, so you, are you going, you know, nut up or are you going to be a coward and shy away? What right. are you going to do? 
So, uh, you know, that and the hard times going through and losing, it, it's a, a huge mental battle, man. It's all in your head. Like, what are, what are you going to do in this situation? Are you going to rise up to the occasion or are you going to shy away from it? And uh, it, it's all up to you. That's why I was drawn to bull riding because it put everything on you. Now, you're talking about shy away. We were talking before Brad got here. He was late. All right. Now, you've got some bulls that you wouldn't put in your event, but they're still bucking bulls. Mm -hmm. So right now, I challenge Brad to bars versus a beer bull riding down there. Are you going to get on? Yes. If you get on, I'll get on. Yes. Any, and we're going to do it all from Miracle Park. Whatever we raise. Jesus Christ. And we'll do, we'll do, Man, we'll, we're not going to do it at like his event because this August one's his last one. Okay. But we yeah, will I, take. I don't want to do it in front of people. No, no it's going to be Facebook wanna, Live. That's fine. But I don't want to be folded like a like a like a Facebook Live. You cut the camera off. I don't want to be. Folded. Ain't no camera cutting off. This is this is this is. There are going to be people Jesus allowed to Christ. be there. We're going to do notice on it, and it's going. If people want to come, they can come. Right, Hayden? Absolutely. So right now, bars versus the beard. Listen, look, a bull can riding. We, can we, look, no, I think no, I'm no, asking. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me explain something here. You're retired. So what? You, what do you mean you can't say so what? Like, I still got to work, I'm bro. a future casual Frito-Lay driver. That's fine, but you don't require that. Listen to me. Are you accepting? Hold on. We got to discuss no, this. No, it's not no, discussing. No, 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 no. We have to. Hayden, we got to discuss this. Honestly, I think you're shying away, man. I think Hold that's on. Gut no, check. Hold Dude, on. You said a minute ago you got to be work. comfortable being uncomfortable. I got to work. You no, can't tell your girl something and not be willing to do it. Comfortable being uncomfortable no. has nothing to do with taking a, a damn bullhorn no. through the gut. When I got to continue to work, I got 15 more horns? years. Not all of them, but we can take yours up. We'll take yours up. You can wear the vest. I'm going to have to go to. You better wear a vest. I'm not wearing a vest. Hayden, this son gun right here. I'm telling you, he's gonna get hurt. Listen, you got a small. I got. Vest? I don't want to go. You got a small. You, I don't want to go. Well, he'll wear a small too, making wear your bigger. cowboy hat. I will. I will absolutely <laughs> wear my cowboy hat. Good. Listen, you gonna wear cargo uh, cargo shorts? You dag them right. He's gonna get chafed. He's gonna I get don't, listen. I'm not gonna get the bull will get chafed. Listen to what I'm saying. Right. Like I don't want to have to go to get a chiropractor to continue no. to work for 15 freaking me. years. I'm asking you right now, bars versus the beard, on two of his bulls. For, for Miracle Park money right now. Ain't no discussing it. I'm asking you right now to ride a bull. There's a lot of people I got to discuss this with, bro. Who? My wife. For what? Because she understands if I'm out of work, I got to deal with that. Hayden. Give me, give me 24 hours. She's got to understand a good cause and giving back to the community, though. A good cause for other people, and then I'm broke, <laughs> and we can't pay the bills because I'm out in Brad. a wheelchair. Dude, right. I weigh 180. So what? He'll get a small bull. You, he can do a cap. I'm 150. You can do a cap. Oh. You've been doing it. <laughs> so what? He was doing it when he Bars had no insurance. Bars versus the beard for Miracle Park right now. Right now. Dude. Right now, Brad. I can't say right now because right if now. I get X, don't you do it. Right now. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable or don't ever tell one of them girls that again. They ain't riding bulls. They it pitching softballs. It don't matter. It does. It, it's hey, a whole. does it matter? I think, it's, uh, I think it's what's inside of you. I think it's what it's you live by, man. What's inside of me is take care of my family. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Right now. You and your kids are grown. So what? Yours are grown. They ain't on Infamil. Bruh, they're they still under survive. my insurance. They can live without you. They're still under my insurance. So what? You'll keep insurance. Right now. Bruh. Right now. Brad, a lot of people watching. 
right now. Okay, but I'm going to tell you, this is going to come back to haunt you. No, it ain't. If I, yes, it will, because I'm going to do something, and I'm going to come up with a plan. That's fine. And then I'm going to put live on, I'm going to say, fine. right now. Right, right now. Right now. Right. It might involve women's underwear. He don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to say, right now. All right, 24 right hours. Uh-huh, 24 <laughs> hours. 24 hours. All right, tomorrow you and I are going to make this decision. 24 hours. Right. Give me 24 hours. Thank you. You son of a bitch. So that's 3 o'clock tomorrow. You're 3 o'clock tomorrow I'll do a Facebook Live where Brad says he ain't doing it. I think you got it, Brad. You got, I, I got absolutely will beat him. In a, if like if we were legit doing it, I'll, I'll beat him. It's yeah, not just if. Because, just we because are of doing my weight. This. Yeah, that weight ain't got nothing to do with it. Hayden, back me up. Balance has to do with it. You can't. I've seen you you're in scared. athletic sporting you're, events. You're, you have no balance. If whatsoever. you're scared, even you're a thinking about athlete. it, when you get in the bucket, I am shoot, not scared. Let me tell you right now, I ain't scared of shit. Airplanes, roller coasters. That's a <laughs> fact. It. I am absolutely scared of being in a wheelchair and not being able to survive, support my family. I'm absolutely terrified of that. I don't think that's why I don't drive. That's why I don't drive a a a big truck with a blindfold on. Like, hey, let me see how daring I could be. That's why I don't do that. I don't think we're going to end up in wheelchairs. With you, I really don't, man. Can we talk about the injury? Let's talk about your injuries. Let's go into that. Oh, see, he started off with a. How long have you got? See, you're retired. You're an old man. So if something what? happens to you, everybody in your thing. life is already taken care of because think, they don't rely on you anyway. Who do you think would be more hesitant to do it? Somebody in their 50s or 40s? What would you think? No, 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 no. Somebody retired. Let's change the question. Somebody retired or retired. somebody still working? I'm going to have to work. I'm not staying retired. I'm getting ready to get a job. So it's but not. A Walmart greeter could be in a wheelchair, bro. I have to work. <laughs> you could be a Walmart greeter I'm in a wheelchair. I'm not going to be a Walmart greeter. If you're in a wheelchair, you will. I'm not going to be what in a wheelchair. What you going to do? I'm going to win. You're going to be a, you're going to be a dirt I'm track racer. I'm going to win. Be, it's not about winning. It's it about is. It's the, injured. It's, no, it's not. Are you going to be – he's going to be the guy at the dirt track waving the flag. If the it has verses <laughs> in it, flag, it's about flag. winning. If it's verses, then it's no, a it's winner No, it's not. It's about raising money for Miracle Park. No, it's not. If not if it's Ooh. called verses, the, the, the money is a byproduct. It is about me beating you in you bull riding. You beat me in bull riding. Hayden. Just the balance of it. it. That's got nothing to do with okay. it, dude. I'm an okay. athlete. This is why he's a shitty athlete. He has no <laughs> idea what, to, what about anything. Ergonomics, nothing. Oh, jeez, ergonomics. This All right, is let's why talk he about, needed to go into law enforcement. Let's talk about your injuries. Oh, man. I mean, it's part of the game, you know. Like, it's not really – or you, you're always going to get bumps and bruises along the way. That's just – if you fail out of this chair, you're going to get a bruise. Right. You know, so it happens. But, I mean, there are some – I think in the bull riding world, the injuries that really get focused on are the ones that keep you from competing because when you can't compete, you don't get paid. And, you know, it's not like football where you have a contract, you tear your ACL, you sit on the sideline. So when you go down the road, you see a lot of guys – that are going down and they're wearing knee braces, they're taped up, you know, they just got stitches in their chin last night and they're dealing with it because that's what they do, you know. Me personally, um, I think the first serious injury that I had was my right shoulder blade. I kind of landed on my side and got stepped on and just kind of folded it up and cracked it and really nothing ever got done about it. It is what it is. Uh, 
Uh, two weeks ahead of high school graduation, man, I, I got hit by a bull in the face, and I had a helmet on, titanium face mask, all that good stuff. It crushed, it, it crushed the face mask, and uh, Calm down, just your first time. <laughs> <laughs> but he crushed the face mask on me. It went into my eye, basically my whole orbital bone, the upper section of my face, it crushed it. You know, it was mush, my sinus cavity, all that crushed it. Uh, it was pretty bad, but I drove home that night, went to bed. My mom come to wake me up the next morning for church, and uh, she said my face was just like jello. So she's like, we're going to Piedmont. Uh, spent 13 hours sitting in the waiting room in Piedmont to get in, so yeah, that, that didn't help. First mistake. That was the first mistake. <laughs> Learned a valuable life lesson then, skip Piedmont and go to CMC. Right. But, uh, you know, so got that straightened out, reconstructed plates and screws, everything, and then – Honestly, I had a good little stretch where I went without getting hurt. You know, it was pretty healthy, riding good and all of that. And then kind of started to get on that plague again. It, you know, it caught up with me. I tore my MCL and PCL in my knee. I got stepped on my hand and broke the whatever it is that leads up to your fingers, had pins put in there. Um, got stepped on, broke my elbow, broke my collarbone, dislocated both shoulders. Uh, uh, broke my right knee, broke uh, my or didn't break my right ankle. I tore some kind of fancy ligament that's on the right side there. That it was something about golden brachial it took to fix it. So, yeah, I mean, there's a long list, and then you add in the bumps and bruises along the way. It's you pay to play, and I you think shook. <laughs> no, shook. no, no, no. But shook. I, I ain't worried about injury. I'm worried about. I told you what I'm worried about. <laughs> well, I, I think, though, man, at the end of the day, if there's something that can be taken from that, though, is how special can that sport be and what can it mean to somebody for them to go through all that and continue and to back. show up and look forward to it, right. you know? So it's a, it's a heck of a thing. Um, that feeling, I've went skydiving, I've wakeboarding, skiing, snowboarding, motocross. Ziplining. Yeah, ziplining, <laughs> my one foot. <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing that competes with it, man. Um, so it's just that moment, you know, it, it's you and that bull and eight seconds, two seconds, whatever it is, you know, it feels It'd like a lifetime. eight seconds for me. Eight. You will not last eight <laughs> seconds. I'll ride him home. Ride him to the store and pick I'll up a ride, gallon of milk. I'll <laughs> ride him to the store, get some beer, and bring it back to you. And when you land in the arena, I'll give you a beer. I'll take that. All right. As long as I got beer. Yeah. All right. It'd yeah. probably be better if I was shit faced when I got on it. It'd be like right. a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never know. I'll be You're loose. Crazy. I'll be loose. All right. It's gonna we'll happen. Twenty four hours. It's gonna happen. Probably, but I still need to. I need to get a verbal waiver. That's the. I mean, that's the life I live. Terrible. People count on me more than you. No, it's not. People it don't count on you for shit. Yes, they do. Who? My old lady counts on me. She don't. My dogs count on me. They don't. <laughs> All right, then. It don't matter. Piss on me. The dogs got to eat piss too, on everybody. <laughs> piss on everybody that don't count on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Uh, evidently, I have another decision I got to make as to whether or not to go to his party. Or what time's your party start? I don't want you there now because you're going to be a mortal enemy of mine come when we decide this. No, that's a lie. Mine's at seven. And yours starts at six? At six, yep. Yeah. Maybe you just have the party at the bull riding. No. Yeah. That'd be fine. Now, if I'd have known, I would have. You know what I'm then saying? you'd abs abs actually have people there. 
Uh, you know what? <laughs> if it ain't nobody but me, I'm going to have a good time. You know, <laughs> on everybody. I think we should do a boxing match for uh, Tony against the person he locked up the most. We can do that inside of the arena. Got the lights, the music, the yeah. announcer, everything. Pick out whoever you locked up Wouldn't the most. Wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Wouldn't be fair. Let's stay on track, bro. <laughs> <laughs> stay on track. Or some of your subordinates. Nope. Stay on track. We are focused on tomorrow at 1,500. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like I'll have a decision. You want to pick my bull? I pick your bull. You want hell no? Because I know how you feel about me. He'll give me the biggest (laughs) bull. No, I'll pick something for both of y'all. All All right, that'll work. He'll pick them. Okay. Or honestly, if y'all really want to make it fair, we could do the same bull back to back. That'd be the best way to do it. I think that would probably be the best way to do it. I think that'd be the best way. to Flip a coin, see who goes first. Who's first? It's always age for beauty, so I let you go first. Now we're gonna flip a coin. <laughs> I like to know what I got to have. Oh, but, you're that. Yeah, yeah. I just know you're gonna have to beat me. Like I'm I going to. I'm all about going first. I'm going to. Yeah. Then you're going first. It's established yeah. right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. You you won't beat mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's, honestly, mine. it's probably better to go first because you think that you've got you know like you get to watch them. You've got a game plan and time to ponder on it. But that's the worst. All right. The worst thing to do is get on a bull that you think you know what he's going to do. Oh, because I as soon as you think that, he's doing the exact opposite. Well, I can watch 600 but views you also got to realize, you're talking about two idiots <laughs> that are not getting on there thinking about this what the bull is. We're going to think probably. about That's why I said can, I can watch a bull we, 600 times right. and never understand All I'm going to get on it and do is say, how can I leave here with still with the ability to choose solid foods and walk? <laughs> That's all I'm looking at. Oh, dude, within a tenth of a second, my feet are going to be on a saddle launching myself off into the ground to safety. You don't wear a saddle, moron. It's, it's bare, I don't give a shit. It's bull riding. If you want to, we can put a saddle on there if oh, you want Jesus. one. If nah, you I ride a, a saddle, saddle. I think a saddle would be worse, right? That, that'd be a fundraiser in itself, you know, because that don't happen a lot. Yeah, I right. probably won't do that. Right. I wouldn't do I'm that. I'm not going to sit here and say that I know everything about bull riding. <laughs> I just know you don't ride a saddle for bull riding. I don't know. It's a rope. I've never been on a bull, motherfucker. Well, it don't matter. You don't. You don't. You should at least have some cursory knowledge of it. You never watch bull riding, dude. When am I gonna watch bull riding? I watch when? it all the time. You got time. You retired. Oh You're old. Oh my gosh! I used to watch it before I retired. No, I was watching basketball, baseball, coaching. Yeah, I've working. coached. It's a Man, rope. That's not oh, what you rope. did. Was not coaching. Let's it, go ahead. It, and be it's honest. a. It's a rope. That's it. He was a season in, and he was done. No sir. No sir. All right. So, what else? I think. I mean, as far as that, I, I you know, you you mentioned anything your else you want to kind of cover about it? Anything you want to talk about? I'm it? I'm pumped about it, dude. I can't. I'm excited about it. It's a, been a lot building up to it, man. As far as the event itself, I'm good. Um, I would like to throw out there while we're on here, you know, if there there's a, a like we were talking about earlier before we got started, there's a million and one misconceptions about bull riding, the sport, the competitors, you know. Um, I think number one, the biggest misconception is that people tie a rope around the bull's nuts or whatever to make them buck. But both of y'all are guys. If somebody ties something around your nuts, how much moving are you really going to want to do? You're going to want to stay pretty still, you know? So that don't happen. Um, But outside of that, man, everybody looks and they're like, you know, this is just a bunch of dumb rednecks out here getting, you know, to do this. But the guys who are really going up and down the road, they're working out, they're stretching, they're taking care of their body, they're eating right. 
what rodeos to enter, how to enter, what days. It's a business behind it. You know, how right. can I take three days and go to five rodeos? How do you string right. that together? You know, so you've got all that that feeds into it. But, uh, you know, there's also misconceptions on how the animals are treated. And the guys, like I was talking about earlier, you got the chiropractors, the masseuse, they're swimming on, they're eating the best feed, they're exercising on, they're, they're doing things for these animals that 90% of people don't get. And you know? if you can ride a horse for hours and hours and hours, you ain't hurting a bull in eight seconds riding. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. No. So what we talked about it earlier, but what are your, what are your social medias? What are, what are ways that people can connect with you with what you're doing? So right now, the easiest way to catch up on things is on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com backslash, backslash SC. That'll show all of our events, any information, where we're going to be at, if it's not going to be here local in Catawba, uh, you know, just anything that's going on, any bulls that might be for sale, merchandise for sale, whatever it is, it's going to be on there. So Talk about your merchandise, though, because I saw the hats today they got some hats yeah they're gonna be pretty nice uh the hats shirts uh all of that stuff will be available there also should be a pre-order form available on the facebook website so you know if you say hey i want this you go in there and put your name down what size you are all that good stuff and get lined up for it because there is going to be a limited availability so make sure that you've got your name in there if you want to get in on one so is it just facebook you on instagram or anything else I've got my personal Instagram. I don't have one for the bull riding page at this point. Um, The Facebook, I like the fact of being able to create the events and all of that. And, you know, feel like it's a little easier trying to organize all that. And there's also on the sales side with the bulls and all that, you've got the Facebook groups that are auction groups for rodeo cattle and stuff. So everything just kind of blends together. How much are the tickets? Uh, $20 to get in, $10 for 12 and under. And that's for the bull riding and the concert. So okay. that's pretty have, good. So yeah. we'll have we'll have uh, John C. Riley, J. C. Riley music uh, on here the next episode. Yeah, try to get him in today. We, but we're fluid with our schedule too, so yeah. we couldn't get him in. He couldn't get in this early, but we'll get him on here because I wanted to. I actually wanted to come in with his guitar and play a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I talked with him leading up to this, and you know he was he was super pumped he's like man i've never never played an event you never never played a bull riding event like this but he's like this is right up my alley this is awesome so he's wired up about it and he's yeah. ready to have a good time and make a good show so how many riders do you have uh right now so entries don't close until the monday prior to the event because you've got you know leading up if a guy's somewhere this weekend and right. gets hurt you right know? that's right so the monday before is when the set list is finally settled in but we're open for 20 spots, and uh, at 20 spots, we'll have everybody basically get on one bull. The high score wins, you know, fall down from there. The winner takes home the buckle and the money, and, you know, second and third will pay accordingly, breaking down off of that. What, what, what are the um, – do you have the prize money established yet? So with that, like this event's 800 added. What that means is we're taking between our sponsor money – my money, wherever it's coming from, just rock and tea, our money. We're taking $800, putting it in the pot. The guys come in and pay entry fees separate, and that also goes in with it. So I'm not so a that's mathematician. that's why you say 800 added. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if there's 20 guys, $70 entry fees, you know, you take that, 
you take out a stock charge out of the entry fees to account for the bulls and feedback into that side right. of things. But outside of that, everything else goes back into the pot. So, I mean, realistically, the guy who wins this should be looking to win $1,200, $1,300. Pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped, right. I'm pumped about me versus you. Yeah. That's what I'm pumped about. He's never beat me in anything, dude. I am so pumped. He seems pretty optimistic. I'm, I'm more than yeah. optimistic. Yeah, yeah but again, because he's going in and not worried about getting injured. That's yeah. the only thing I'm worried about. I've been out of work because of a torn I've been ACL out of work. Way. I've been out of work. Yeah, but, like, my short-term disability is basically you're a police officer pay anyway. So doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I didn't dispute that. I know that. I know I didn't make no money. I don't care. Well, it's been good. Uh, we got uh, our very own uh, – Hayden Tedder came in today, living out uh, pretty much every damn George Strait song I know. They're yeah. my favorites. So, yeah, I appreciate that. We'll give them a little, little round of applause on that one. That's the first time I've been able to hit that button all season, man. Okay. I mean, why not? Why not? Okay. Why not? Hit your other one. Here uh, it comes. Here it comes. Hey, what are you talking about? Hit the one where you – when I said I'm going to beat you, hit the one you wanted to hit. Hold on, i got to find them. This is the one that he's been wanting to hit. Wrong. I can't. I can't. Wrong. Wrong. I can't find it. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. He's been dying to use it. I've been been dying to use it, but it ain't really been somebody like, I don't know. I love that. (laughs) That's the one you said you was going to do. That's the one you said you was going to hit Rudy with. When we bought this. Man, this when we first got this thing and he found those buttons, man, it was like he won the lottery. No, I, I hit that thing. button right there. That's called sad trombone. I hit that button. He said, "I'm hitting Rudy." Right, I'm going to I'm going to hit Rudy. Times. I'm going to hit Rudy with it a thousand times. <laughs> he called that the Rudy button. But I well, cannot. I can rename it on here. The Rudy I can't button. wait to get my buckle against you. There ain't no buckle in We're it. We're getting a buckle made. Man, Make sure I, we have the Rudy button present to yes. Yeah. We'll call it the Tony. We'll podcast from there. Damn, you just making my whole day schedule. I got to, I got to get a whole day off for that. All right, Hayden, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Hey, hit the, hit the sponsorships one more time. All right, like I said, we want to thank uh, Gary Simmer here at Carolina Motor Works, Hospitality Heating and Air, uh, Haven Miller State Farm, Spikes Fresh Pork Skins and Boiled Peanuts. Thank you again, Header. Episode 15, Hayden Tedder. Thank you again, episode 15. I mean, see, I this, this is why I normally do that stuff. Right. Hey, I appreciate it. Y'all enjoy it.